everybody, welcome to the export. I am Raven X, and for yet another week, it is just me. Um, for those of you who listened last week, I mentioned that Ethan and his family are going through a bit of a tough time right now. So, for those of you who are religious or feel, you know, just feel called to do it, just send a prayer and love to his family while they go through this tough time. And, um, you know, Biggie, we got your back, and we can't wait for you to get back. and continuing to pray for you and hoping that things get better. But to keep things on a much lighter note, for this uh, brief episode of The Extra Report, I am going to pick my NFL award winners for the 2021-2022 seasons, as well as take a deep dive into the Super Bowl and give my Super Bowl predictions. But before we get to any of that, please sure check out TheExtraPort.net, our PeaceExport.net for school sports content written by yours truly and fellow export writers. Free episodes of our lovely podcast, our YouTube channel entitled The Export. So kicking things off with my NFL award winners, I'm going to start things off with Comeback Player of the Year. And this award is going to my main man, Joe Burrow, quarterback of the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, everybody knows. I'm sure if you guys have been listening, I'm an LSU fan, which means that Joe Burrow is my best friend. He just does not know it yet. I mean, just with this triumphant year, having a tremendous regular season, and then carrying over to an improbable Super Bowl run. I mean, this has been a remarkable and historic year for Mr. Burrow. And mind you, he's doing this after playing 10 games last season before tearing his ACL against Washington. So it's a remarkable story to see how he's been able to not only bounce back from that knee injury, but do so in a way where you kind of forget that he had, this is his first full season as an NFL starter. I mean, just a tremendous year overall. And I'm very happy for him and I'm excited to see what the future holds. Uh, moving on to coach of the year. This was a bit tough because it was kind of balancing regular season success as opposed to playoff success. And I think we can all say that playoff success is going to win the nod. So I'm actually going Cincinnati Bengals head coach Zach Taylor. Last season had a really bad record, was picking within the top five of the NFL draft, especially things really started to go downhill after Joe Burrow went down. This time around, AFC North champions, AFC champions, and who knows, maybe by Sunday they could even be Super Bowl champions. I mean, the way that Zach Taylor was able to really help steer this ship this season is really impressive, and I think that it's about time he kind of gets his due. We talk so much about Joe Burrow and those wide outs, especially Jamar Chase, and, you know, that offense. But overall, I think that Zach Taylor should and could walk away as coach of the year. Close second would be Mike Brabel, though. Mike Brabel, what he was able to do with this roster and get the number one seed in the AFC is, is very impressive as well. Speaking of impressive, moving on to my defensive rookie of the year, Micah Parsons. I don't really think he needs any introduction, but, I mean, between his play at middle linebacker and defensive end, I mean, Micah Parsons was all over the field and honestly was one of, one of the most fun players I had watched in some time. And, I mean, the future is bright. Same can be said for my offensive rookie of the year selection, which is Jamar Chase, wide out for the Bengals. I mean – breaking records after records, looking like the most dominant rookie wide receiver since some say since Randy Moss. Honestly, unfortunately, I didn't get to experience rookie Randy Moss. So truthfully, I'm comparing him to the other receivers I was able to watch. I think Jamar takes the cake. I mean, we see the benefits of having chemistry with your quarterback for a long time. And when push comes to shove, I mean, Jamar Chase has had 
a tremendous start to his NFL career. And the scary thing is I feel like he's only going to continue to get better the more that he and Joe Burrow continue to grow in their individual games. Um, Offensive player of the year, I'm straying away. I I don't dislike this selection. It's just not the selection that personally I would make. And that's, I'm going with Cooper Cup, wide receiver for the Rams, winning offensive player of the year. I mean, he did win the triple crown. Most catches, most receiving yards, most touchdowns. He had a terrific season. And I mean, yeah, I mean, there's really not much more that really can be said about Cooper Cup. Personally, I would like to see Jonathan Taylor walk away with this award because, I mean, he was the Colts offense. But I mean, I still have a lot of respect for Cooper Cup, and he is also a very deserving candidate. Moving on to Defensive Player of the Year. I understand I hate the team that this player is on, but I will bang the drum for T.J. Watt to get Defensive Player of the Year until he freaking gets Defensive Player of the Year. If you guys watched last week's um, bonus episode where I gave each team's MVP, I said that if somehow T.J. Watt does not win Defensive Player of the Year this year, I will go and buy a T.J. Watt Steelers jersey. Not a Wisconsin jersey, an actual Steelers jersey. NFL, don't make me have to do that. While I love T.J. Watt, I still hate the Steelers, and I still got some Baltimore pride in me. So, yeah, no, T.J. Watt, I mean, 22 and a half sacks in just 15 games, tying the all-time record, really was just an absolute force, probably the most dominant defensive player um, of this season. I mean, this this just feels like an easy choice to me. Hopefully, but I thought it was an easy choice last year, and then Aaron Donald get it, got it, so... Who knows? All right, and finally, let's talk MVP. Um, You know, throughout this season, Ethan and I talked at length about how we would really like to see uh, Jonathan Taylor get it because, I mean, once again, he was the Colts' offense, and I feel like if they would have made the playoffs, he would have had a much stronger argument for it. But unfortunately, he didn't, and MVP is typically a quarterback award. While I feel like this could be given to uh, Tom Brady since, you know, he is retiring and heading – Heading towards the exit, I think that Aaron Rodgers was the more deserving candidate. I mean, 37-4 and four touchdown interception ratio led the Packers to the number one seed in the NFC. Were they able to do anything with it? No. But Aaron Rodgers looked the most crisp and amazing as he normally does despite being in his upper 30s. The offense just flew perfectly, orchestrated just the way he wanted. I mean... Excluding that 49ers divisional round game, I mean, this was as great of an offense as I had seen um, in the past few years. So you take Aaron Rodgers away and you don't get that. So he would have to be my MVP. All right, let's go ahead and switch gears to the Super Bowl. So similar to what we did last year, um, we broke down position rankings, X-Factors, bowl predictions, and finally gave our Super Bowl winners. I'm going to try to run through this first part with positions, starting with quarterback. I would go Joe Burrow over Matthew Stafford. While I am a big fan of Matthew Stafford, you know the Lions apologist in me wants to see Stafford succeed. I'm taking Joe Burrow, not even just because of the bias. I think that the ceiling is much higher with Joe Burrow. I think that he was a much better decision maker than uh, Matthew Stafford was at times. I mean, Stafford did lead the intercept lead the league in interceptions with 17. That's not something you really want, but everything else he did so well kind of covered that fact up. Joe Burrow, on the other hand, had the league's highest completion percentage at 70.2. I mean, he was doing the dang thing. I'm sorry. 
Moving on to running backs. Now, mind you, when I say position groups, I'm going by core as opposed to actual starters. Please keep that in mind throughout the rest of this. With that being said, I would take the Rams uh, running back group over the Bengals running back group. Yes, Joe Mixon had a very good year this season, but if you're telling me I had to pick between Samaj P. Ryan and Chris Evans over the group of Sony Michelle, who had some great moments, Daryl Henderson, who had some great moments, and Cam Akers, who we can really tell is going to start being that lead back in L.A., it's not happening. I'm going Rams. Uh, wide receiver. This was tough, and this was hard. But I'm going to say Rams. Cooper Cup, as I just mentioned earlier, probably going to win Offensive Player of the Year. Triple Crown winner. Odell Beckham, always been a bad mofo. Unfortunately, he was unable to show it in Cleveland. But since he's been in L.A., he's really kind of redefined himself and reminded everybody just how big of a dog he is. Van Jefferson is another guy that I really like who, even though he may not get as many, you know, uh, targets as the two guys I just mentioned, he's still one of those guys who when he gets the ball in his hands, he can make things happen. He's a great deep threat. Whereas on the other side, Jamar Chase is a man, you know, another Bayou Bengal, got a lot of love for him. But is he enough to carry over Cup? OBJ and Van Jefferson, I don't think so. T. Higgins has had a really solid, you know, second season, but he's had some hiccups throughout the time. Tyler Boyd is just Mr. Consistent, not the most explosive, but he gets the job done. I respect it, but I'm still going Rams. Uh, tight end group, I'm taking Rams again. Tyler Higby um, is a really good at his what he's done. Um, Blanton has, in these past couple games, really made some strides. Uh, moving on to the Bengals, C.J. Azuma, uh, Uzama, I'm sorry, Coming off a uh, MCL sprain, I believe in last in the AFC Championship. I know he wants to thug it out and he wants to play, but realistically, I don't know if that's necessarily the right move. Thaddeus Moss, another Bayou Bengal, just another one of six Tigers playing in the Super Bowl, which leads all colleges. So screw you, Bama, and especially screw you, Florida. But I love me some Thaddeus Moss, but we he has really not seen much NFL action, so I got to give the nod to Rams offensive line. Another easy one. I'm going Rams. No need to explain. Uh, defensive line, another easy one. No real need to explain. I mean, Aaron Donald is still the best defensive tackle in the league, and he's a distance bef- um, above number two. That's not going to change anytime soon. In addition to him, uh, you have Sebastian Joseph Day. Pretty sure that's his name. He's been really productive as well. And other guys, so they kind of just cycle in around him to make big plays. Um, no disrespect to DJ Reader, though, who's been playing great. Larry Ogunjobi's injury does hurt a bit, so giving it to the Rams. Linebackers, another one I'm giving to the Rams. If I had to pick an interior linebacker, like inside linebacker, I would take Logan Wilson over what the Rams possess. But mind you, Von Miller is still playing linebacker for them, even though, of course, he's primarily a pass rusher, but he's still Von Miller. Leonard Floyd is another guy who generates a good amount of pass rush because of the people around him. I would have to pick that over Jermaine Pratt and Logan Wilson. Uh, Moving on to cornerback. This was tough. Um, This is the one where it's like the talents of Jalen Ramsey, do they trump the talents of uh, Mike Hilton, Chidobe Awuzie, and Eli Apple? Yeah, they do. 
I may not be as big as a, a fangirl of Jayla Ramsey of a, as a lot of people are, but even still, I recognize his talent, and I would take him over all three of those cats any day of the week. Unfortunately, his pre, his fellow teammates, Darius Williams, has had a bit of a letdown year, and other corners really have not stepped up in the way that they needed them to. But even still, I'd, I'd have to go Rams. And safeties, it's been a minute, but finally I can show some love back to the Bengals. Uh, the tandem of Jesse Bates and Von Miller, Von Bell, I'm sorry. It's probably one of the more underrated tandems, defensive tandems that the league has. Von Bell, a former high draft pick by the Saints since he's been in Cincinnati. He's done nothing but really made plays and been a physical guy. Jesse Bates is another one who's known for a big play, great in coverage, really not much that he can't do. And then when you look at the Bengals, Rams side of things, I mean, even if they were healthy, if they had Jordan Fuller, I'd still, and Taylor Rapp, I'd still go in the route of the Bengals here. Um, I love Eric Weddle, especially during his time in Baltimore. You know, love for him to come back and, like, take a coaching role. But realistically, he's not enough to put them over the Bengals. All right, let's go ahead and move on to the biggest X factor for both teams. For the Bengals, I'm going C.J. Uzama. I mentioned earlier about that knee injury. While he said he's not missing this game, because, I mean, I understand how many times he's going to get a chance to play in the Super Bowl. Um, but even still, I mean – there's questions about that knee. How much worse is that knee going to get? In addition to that, um, you just don't know how many targets he's going to be able to do. Like, one of the best things about him is after the catch, he can go and make get those extra yards and fight for those extra yards. However, if he's dealing with the knee injury, will he be able to do it? Now, if his knee is better than everyone expects, then, yeah, he could really have a big impact, especially because we know the secondary is going to hone in on cats like Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, the three-headed monster. But Uzama kind of gets lost in that shuffle, and truthfully, I don't see any of those Rams safeties being able to do much of a job with him if he's at least 80 85%. And then defensively, I'm sorry, not defensively, but for the Rams, I'm going on the defensive side of the ball. I'm saying Darius Williams, cornerback. Last season, he looked like one of the next best up-and-coming corners. This past season, not so much. Not really a lot to really write home about. He's really struggled um, in coverage, definitely lost himself some money in this contract year. But he could really change the ties for all of that if he can put forth a big performance against these Rams. We know Jamar Chase is going to be shadowed by Jalen Ramsey. Truthfully, I think Jamar is going to win that a couple of times at least. Um and then he's going to be matched up against a bigger T. Higgins. Um, so even more, if he goes into the slot, a more elusive Tyler Boyd. So it'll be very interesting to see if Darius Williams can kind of bring himself back to the play of last year and kind of boost what he's been able to do. All right, bold prediction. I don't know how bold I guess this is, but I'm going to say Odell Beckham leads all wide receivers in receiving yards. Number one. If the Bengals have any common sense, they're not going to put Eli Apple on Cooper Cup because Cooper Cup is going to get barbecue chicken. Um, Eli Apple has definitely kind of once made a name for himself again after it looked like he was just going to be bouncing around riding benches for a while. But he's not good enough to shadow Cooper Cup. And he's still not good enough to shadow... Odell. I feel like to combat Cooper Cup, the Bengals defense is going to commit to a double team, which is going to free up a lot more opportunities for Odell Beckham Jr., who if he is matched up against Eli Apple one-on-one, I'm taking Odell every day of the week. Um, I know that that sounds kind of 
for the Rams side, that sounds a bit rational. Rational, but moving on to the Bengals side, I think that Jamar is going to have a solid, you know, big play game. But I'm not sure if he's going to be able to put up those hundred plus, hundred fifty plus yard games like he's been doing. Also, quite a questions about you know T Higgins. He's been slightly inconsistent over the past few weeks. Uh, Tyler Boyd is one just possession guy. So I think Odell and his ability to make plays is going to have him be the leading uh, receiver in the game. And then my prediction for the winner. Let me before I give this, I just want to say I'm cool either way. I'm good with either. You know, I mentioned the LSU fan in me. There's six LSU Tigers. So pretty much more so than what I see with Bengals versus Rams. It's do I want to see Odell win a ring or do I want to see Joe Burrow get a ring? And there's no wrong answer for me. Um, but I, I'm more inclined to rather see Odell get that ring because I don't know when he's going to get another opportunity. And same for Andrew Whitworth, who I'm pretty sure is going to end up retiring after this year. Whereas with Joe Burrow, I am sure free agents are going to want to come there. They have a whole lot of cap space. I know it's at least 55 mil, if I'm not mistaken. They're going to be back, especially once they make their offensive line better. I have no doubt in my mind that Joe Burrow and co. are going to be back in another Super Bowl. So if they lose this one, you know, it's not necessarily the end of the world. But in terms of my football brain, I think the Bengals win 27 to 24. Reason being, I think that when we look at the Rams on paper, hell, I mean, I just went over, you know, position by position, and they led in all but two. I think that they are better excluding quarterback and safeties. I mean, I think that they have the better overall roster. But with that being said, I don't think that while – I don't think that they can play mistake-free – they have had iffy performances, to put it mildly, throughout their playoff run. I mean, the Cardinals game was pretty pretty perfect, but, I mean, the Cardinals seem to kind of just throw that game away. But looking at the, the Bucks game, divisional round, pretty much blew a 27-3 lead. Had it not been for the Bucks' garbage secondary and not being able to stop uh, Cooper Cup and then the leg of Matt Gay, they could be at home right now. Then fast forward a week later against the 49ers, they were down double digits. Had they not gotten that bit of a late-game rally and then that that terrible pick by Jimmy, Jimmy G to close out the game, or if Jaquiski Tart didn't drop that interception, we're looking at a completely different Super Bowl. So not to like discredit the Rams and how they got there, but from how they've played this past season, not to mention how much their secondary has struggled – it's hard to really expect them to play a game mistake-free or not get down big or not or completely play to their potential. And with the Bengals, we saw in the AFC Championship that if a team takes their foot off the gas or is not playing to their strengths, the Bengals are going to come in and they are going to take over and they are going to capitalize on those mistakes. And I feel like the Rams are going to make mistakes and the Bengals are going to be able to capitalize, especially because, once again, the Rams secondary is not good. So, I'm going Bengals. I think Bengals pull it out. 27-24. Evan McPherson's been leading the way this whole playoff series. I mean, what's another game, right? 
All right, but finally closing things out, um, players I'm looking forward to watching. Um, offensive line of the Bengals, you gave up nine sacks to the Titans. No disrespect to Jeffrey Simmons and Harold Landry and co. Those two definitely balled out this season. But you're telling me I'm supposed to trust this Bengals secondary against Aaron Donald and Von Miller? These brothers have to have the greatest game of their natural-born lives because if not, it's going to get ugly. Um, defensively, I'm watching Eli Apple. I mentioned it. Don't I don't have much faith in Eli Apple. Don't he's had a solid year this year, but overall, I'm not really thinking he's just made himself into a top corner. And whether it be Cooper Cup or Odell or even Van Jefferson, I don't like his odds. Prove me wrong, Eli. Prove me wrong. And then my rookie, I'm watching. I'm going Evan McPherson. I mean, like I said, he's helped really lead the way throughout this playoff push. Ben Stellar has made all of his kicks during the playoffs. And who's to say a Super Bowl championship won't come off of his leg? So we'll see how things all shake out. But that is our show. Thank you guys so much for listening. As always, please be sure to check out the xreport.net. I repeat, the xreport.net for exclusive sports content written by yours truly and fellow xreport writers. Previous episodes of our lovely podcast on our YouTube channel entitled The X Report. Thank you guys again so much for listening. Hopefully next week Ethan will be back. But if not, Keep him in his prayers, man. Just be praying for my friend, praying for my brother. Hope everything continues to get better for him because that's more important. But good luck to everybody watching the Super Bowl if you're betting money. I hope you make it unless it's a bad bet against an LSU player. Then, you know, screw you. But that's it. And either way, I'll be happy. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you all next time.